0: This episode of the Koch Brothers Mystery Show is brought to you by Iron Galaxy, the creators of Video Ball. Video Ball is a piece of electronic entertainment. Video Ball is a sport you can play. Video Ball is a sport everyone can play. Go play Video Ball. More information at VideoBall.net.
1: The American Dream is under attack! A leaked section of Donald Trump's 1995 tax return indicates that he likely exploited a tax loophole to avoid paying federal income tax for 18 years. Trump said, how could I not exploit it? It was 18 and barely legal.
0: Hillary Clinton is in trouble this week for describing Bernie Sanders supporters as still living in their parents' basement. Bernie supporters fired back during a press conference saying, First of all, it's a finished garage.
2: An Indiana parade made headlines this week when a float featured Hillary Clinton in an electric chair. The crowd was initially outraged, but quickly changed their tune when 10,000 bees burst from her mouth and cured their bladder infections.
0: It's a Green Mile reference. All this and
1: more on the Koch Brothers' glaring absence from the election special.
3: It's the Koch Brothers Mystery Show. It's the Mystery Show with the Koch
0: Brothers. Welcome to the Koch Brothers' glaring absence from the election special, weekly hot takes and cold realities from the writers of the Koch Brothers Mystery Show to help you prepare for our fiery national death on November 8th. And we begin today
2: with local news. An undercover drug operation in Maryland, where an officer worked full-time at a Burger King for two months, netted a whopping five grams of marijuana and two pills. The police department assured the public that this was all part of their ongoing program, Stop and Crisp.
0: An Australian man has been bitten by a venomous spider on his penis twice in the past six months. You know what they say, once bitten, twice shy, twice bitten, I'm having sex with these venomous spiders.
1: The Koch brothers dropped to seventh on the Forbes 400 richest Americans list. Bumped down from fifth a year ago by Mark Zuckerberg and Michael Bloomberg.
0: (laughs) Huh? Hello? It's me, Davy Coke. How long have I been out? I feel... strange... dirty... like like I'm not as obscenely wealthy in comparison to my crusty Caucasian homies. Am I... <gasps> gasp! Forbes magazine! We're not the fifth richest Americans! We're seventh! Chuck, what do we do? Chuck, Chuck, oh oh god,
2: Chuck, wake up! Please, please don't let Obama get you too! Chuck! Boys, boys, I come bearing grave news! Dr.
0: Raise the stakes?
2: Is it about Chuck? Chuck has lost his voice with a chronic case of being out of town this week. Now listen, I've just returned from the monumental forum that will shake the bedrock of everything we hold dear! The Vice Presidential Debate!
0: Oh, um... Okay... Thrills!
2: Chills! Tedious interruptions! I've only just begun dissecting the debate, and already I'm fascinated by Elaine Quijano's superhuman ability to avoid flipping the bird and just walking out in the middle of the whole thing.
0: It was just two boring white dudes spouting tired talking points ad nauseum.
2: Ha! More like ad nauseum. What about when Tim Kaine absolutely flatlined Mike Pence about Donald Trump's tax returns?
0: I don't think a lot of people really care. It hasn't hurt him at all so far.
2: Well, what about when Pence lobotomized Kaine for his divisive name-calling campaign?
0: No one buys that for a second.
2: Fine, but you can't deny the absolutely electric atmosphere when Kane viciously mutilated Pence's mouth, tongue, and nasal cavity with an old rusty push mower, decapitated him, and had an IBS attack into his now sputtering esophagus. Uh, figuratively. When he pushed Pence on abortion rights?
0: I think the audience collectively fell asleep for like 40 minutes in the middle of it.
2: (sighs) I give up! Don't come crying to me when this debate is the deciding factor in the election.
0: It will have zero factor. It will have no effect at all.
2: Oh, yeah? What about the recent theory that even though Kane lost, his whole strategy was to set Mike Pence up to directly refute Donald Trump's own words, then play both sound clips back-to-back in political ads to highlight the lies and deception coming from the Trump campaign. Now that's actually a good point. Haha! <laughs> now you see who really won. The terrorists. The White Lone Wolf Terrorists.
0: What point are you trying to make?
2: I don't know. I just hadn't been on the show in a while. Also, what's the deal with all these election specials? Like, how do the Koch brothers factor into this at all?
0: I don't know. We're just lucky to meet our deadline most weeks.
2: I concur. Let's hope it doesn't have any unintended side effects on your listenership
0: we would have to have a listenership
2: first indeed my prognosis you need a bunch of five-star reviews on itunes and many many retweets of at coke Bros mystery sigh
1: we now turn our attention to the votes that are more vote than your vote the swing states today georgia wait georgia georgia is competitive this year That state is like Republican gimme points. Get it together, GOP. Anyway, as the election grows closer, cyber terrorism and vote rigging threats have skyrocketed.
0: And just like any threat to the good old USA, no one quite understands it, but damned if we aren't gonna start throwing some blame around. Luckily, there's Georgia's secretary of state, Brian Kemp, Kemp has done the great public service of taking complex, highly technical programs and fucking up with such obvious misdeeds that any voter could grasp his simple, bumbling dipshittery.
2: But why take our word for it? Here's former Georgia Senator Saxby Chambliss explaining the issue to his grandson before bed.
4: Now see, Cooper, it's about time for you to go to bed. It's Election Day Eve, and tomorrow is a big day for you.
3: But Pappy Saxby, I can't sleep! I've waited 18 years for this. Will you please tell me a story?
4: Now you're 18 years old, for God's sake. You don't need me to read you a story like some sort of toddler.
3: Please? For old time's sake? I mean, I am still living at home due to my crippling student loan debt.
4: Okay, okay. Tonight, I'll read you the tale of Brian and the Giant Peach State. Golly!
3: If this is anything like James and the Giant Peach, I'm gonna love it!
4: Well, you probably won't. This story is really only related in title only and is not very fanciful whatsoever. It's mainly about voter records and cyber security.
3: Okay, I guess that's fine. I suppose I'm old enough where an informative story is sufficient.
4: You're damn right you are. So don't expect much excitement out of this, okay? (sighs) Page one. The Russians went down to Georgia and they were looking for a soul to steal. Or so the Department of Homeland Security thought. And they were in a bind because they were way behind as this was an election year.
3: Oh boy, I love this song.
4: Well, hold your horses. This is really the only part that pulls from the famous song. It seems like the author of this story is just trying to get his Georgia references in.
3: Oh, totally understandable.
4: They're really great references so far. The author must be very smart. He sure is. Says here he graduated from the Harvard of Georgia, the University of Georgia. Don't you mean Georgia Tech? No, shut up, nerd. But I'm your grandson. Anyway, the federal government was way behind because of the threat of voter security at the hands of terrorists and the Russians who had just allegedly hacked the United States. But when the government arrived, they were met by a sprightly little man by the name of Brian Kemp who just so happened to be the Secretary of State. Like Hillary Clinton? Yes, like Hillary Clinton, except he was a boy and had one fiftieth of the power. Now, Brian didn't want the Fed meddling in his elections. He was a big boy who could oversee the state by himself. Plus, he knew the votes were secure. He was the one that oversaw them. It was just a bunch of computers anyhow, and this was the federal government overstepping its bounds. Boo, federal government.
3: Boo, federal government! Get out of my state! We don't need the federal government, except when things get really bad. Or when we want to control it.
4: Yes, that's a good Republican. The only problem was Brian was a bit of a bad boy, just like you. <laughs> you see, he once tried to take a big old pay raise that was supposed to be for teachers. But he got caught and had to return it.
3: Yay! Teachers suck! I hate school. The government shouldn't be paying teachers anyway.
4: That's right. You're such a bad, stupid boy, but such a good, smart little Republican. Just like Brian Kemp. You see, most of the state, and those lousy Democrats, didn't like Brian much either. Brian had put every single voter's information on some compact discs and sent them out to all the major media stations. Now normally this happens every year. But this year, Brian Amelia bedelia those CDs until they had things like social security numbers, driver's license numbers, and other very sensitive information on them. These discs got sent to so many public entities, it made it tough to keep track of. So that
3: means someone out there in this big world at a big old magazine has my social security number?
4: Most likely. So you can understand how the nasty federal government, as well as the entire state of Georgia, might have been a little mad at Brian Kemp. Voters everywhere across the giant peach state hated Brian, especially because his department had already been sued for illegally deleting voter records as well. So wait,
3: Brian Kemp not only took money from teachers, but he also sent out millions of social security numbers in addition to illegally deleting voter records prior to that in order to help out his own party?
4: Yes, all of that, but he gave the teachers money back so he didn't get in trouble. This all
3: sounds pretty convoluted and pretty dicked up.
4: Well, it is. So dicked up, in fact, that the Department of Homeland Security decided to help out and make sure no one stole your precious little vote via the internet. And the story has a happy ending, too. Little Secretary Brian eventually wised up to the fact that he may not be the greatest watchdog over votes. So he made friends with the DHS and let them into the state. And to make things even happier, they even put him on the Federal Election Security Task Force.
3: That doesn't seem too happy at all. He doesn't seem like the best dude to be overseeing that. I'm really nervous about voting
4: now. (sighs) And all the voters slept with Georgia on their mind. The end. Like I said, a happy ending for all. And, Cooper, if you listen hard enough on election night eve and are a very, very bad post-pubescent boy, they say you can hear Brian Kemp's feet a tap tap tapping up on the rooftops as he keeps all the votes safe from another peach breach.
3: Election night eve, that's tonight. What's that, a tap tap tapping.
0: Oh, what year is it? What, who are you? My name is Brian Kemp, what year is it? I was out on official federal election security task force field mission and I got stuck in a Jumanji. Wow,
3: Brian Kemp. Aren't you supposed to be keeping a watchful eye over my virgin vote? I was, but then I accidentally mailed them out on a compact disc along with your social security
0: numbers and complete medical history. Then I rolled a six and a three and was neck deep in hippopotamuses.
3: Where'd you get that dice?
0: From the Federal Election Security Task Force, of course. They sent me on a special field mission all by myself into a real, actual abandoned field with just an airsoft gun and a game of Jumanji. Now, to be clear, This was a novelty board game printed by Milton Bradley in 1995 to promote the film Jumanji. I got my foot stuck in the tri-folding cardboard playing surface and I was trapped in the field for over six weeks, living off only the vegetables I could manage to shoot.
3: This doesn't look like a real gun.
0: Hey, Hey, careful with that. It'll pierce a yam from nearly five feet away. Anyway, I need to get back to the field. Between the boop boop beep bop domo arigato Mr. Roboto cyber attacks and the swaggering machismo of that devious big game Hunter Van Pelt, I got my hands full.
3: Brian Kemp, oh-wee. I don't know if I want to vote. I kinda just wanna try hard drugs now.
4: <laughs> now that's the spirit of a representative republic. Go, dogs! Now, would you like to hear some silly Southern politician names just like my real actual birth name, Saxby Chambliss? Yeah! All right. <laughs> DeBose Porter. Sonny Perdue. Frank Justice II. Gumption Honeycut. Rufflesnatch Cornwallis III. Grimbley Applefatchet. Portar Prince Hayden.
0: That's it for this week's Koch Brothers glaring absence from the election special. Tune in next time for brand new stories and hot new swing states. The Koch Brothers Mystery Show is created by Gary Pascal and Brad Einstein with writers Shannon Knoll, Tom Fell, Sean Sullivan, Libby Schreiner, Charles Pettit, and edited by Chris Yearwood. Have a story you want to hear us cover? Hit us up on Twitter at Koch Bros Mystery and let us know. And as always, rate us five stars on iTunes, leave a review, and rate us the number two Museum of Natural History on TripAdvisor. Koch Brothers, away!